Hello. Thanks for listening to Tea with Terry. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And if you are, we'd appreciate you hitting the like button and maybe leaving a review and uh, also subscribing. If you'd like to contact us, reach out to us on Instagram at Tea with Terry Podcast. Now, on to the show. And we are live now. So. Bam. How's uh, my hair look? <laughs> uh, you look amazing, like always, Terry. I don't think I do, but I just walked the, the dog. And so, yeah, I've got that walk the dog look. Yeah, well, I've got that. I just filled up five canisters of CO2 look. Well, you sent me the picture. I mean, basically, are you going to put glitter on them and decorate them for the upcoming holiday? Like, what was no, that no, about? This is one of the few times when practicality meets my eccentric science crazy self so you're decorating co2 bottles for who i'm not i'm not decorating what you saw was with frost but you know the soda stream you guys have one of those too where you use it to carbonate uh water yes yeah well and you know it uses co2 canisters well and you when the run one's out you take it you can exchange them for like 15 bucks a piece or you can go buy new ones so we've been doing the exchanges well about six eight weeks ago we were like on our last canister we were out and no one had replacement and so i was like well what are we gonna do and i don't have like a co2 big charger thing so i started looking on the the internet and i looked on youtube <laughs> yeah well that's that was my first choice but I looked yeah. on youtube and this guy said fill your own soda stream canisters so i clicked on it and he goes all you need to do is go buy dry ice dry ice is just compressed co2 we know it's 16 ounces of co2 in each one of those canisters he said just measure it out crush it up open up the valves stick it in there close it up and then as the co2 dry ice melts into, into co2 it charges and, and presses and now you have compressed stuff and so i bought i just did all five of those i bought 13 dollars of dry ice and i did five canisters that would have been 75 dollars and i got to play with dry ice one of my favorite Hell's things to play bells. with well that's what i was gonna say i i do get food shipped weekly that i love and it was late last week so i was like oh my god what am i gonna do without my avocado you know <laughs> sesame seed pumpkin seed smoothie i'm gonna freak out so I sent them a super nice little chat, which I never know if I'm talking to a robot or talking to a human. So I just always err on the side of a human. And I'm like, hi, it's Terry from Texas. Like they're gonna know who I am. I'm like, hope you're having a good day wherever you are. And where the hell is my food? And um, she was like, oh snap. Like we are, or she, it, I, I don't know. I still don't know if it was a person or a thing. And so it, she was like, there is a dry ice shortage and you received an email. And I was like, let's talk about that. I was like, if you need to get a hold of me, there's a host of different ways to do it, but emails are probably not the best. Like, let's use the app or you could text me. You could even call me. Which they're gonna but do none of those. They're just gonna email you. You can Instagram you. me. You can send a carrier pigeon. You can send me a telegram. But email is the least important communication form known to, to me. So when you have 750,000 unread emails, and I never delete anything, I have well over um, 1.2 million emails. So anywho, the email was lost. So I was like, I know nothing about the dry high shortage. And she's like, yeah, like it's really bad. So yeah. there you go, Steve. You just um, made it Lisa, worse. Lisa had already told me about that because her meals were late coming in as well. And we use two different companies. Yeah. So see, you're you're really messing things up. You, you know need what? To just it, it's uh, it's kind of it. like you with your luggage. It's what's this is what it's I need. What's it, happening? I have no dry. Right. There is zero dry ice shame with me. Zero. All I have is joy well, and happiness. The only thing I know about dry ice is when it when it 
it comes with my meals and they're still like, you know, a pretty sizable chunk. Like I've been putting it in the sink and running water on it and just letting the whole kitchen fill with fog and it excites me and it makes me excited for Halloween and it's just mysterious. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I put it in a bowl and watch it bubble and Lisa's like, are, are you 10? I'm like, if, if 10 is awesome, then yes, I'm 10. Exactly. Well, then I read the directions for the very first time and it said, don't put it in the sink and don't run water on it. And I was like... Why? Because it was fun. Because they hate fun. That's the way most vegetarians well, <laughs> are. That's why they're vegetarians. They just well, they, they said wanna... it would ruin your sink, and yeah. you know I'm obsessed with my sink. Like it's my favorite thing in the house. Yeah, no, I you actually they're right. What you should do is put a do like I do. Get a bowl, fill it with water. Oh, I just and put it, it straight in on in the sink. Well, the problem is, is you're freezing your sink at like minus uh, fifty degrees, and that's going well, to eventually destroy the integrity of the sink. But you do what you need to do. You know, well, I, I was going to put... say. You know, we built this house and Keith picked out 99.99% of pretty much everything because he takes way longer to make a decision. I'm like, green or purple? Purple. Yeah. Black I, or white? I, I've Black. seen him try to do his hair. I know exactly what you're talking Carpet about. Carpet or hardwood? Hardwood. Like, I'm I'm like done. I went to the lighting store. They said it would take three visits. Guess how long it took me? Less than two hours. I was like, hate that one. Love that one. Yes, no. Yes, no. Can we go eat? Like, are we done here? So I did get to pick the kitchen sink. So I really don't want to damage it with yeah. dry ice. Well, but I've been doing it for a month now, and no one told me not to. Well, all you do is are just take a take a towel, take a like a hand towel, and put it underneath the dry ice, and that will keep. You just don't want that that minus whatever fifty degree temperature or something on the surface of the sink because it will. It, it, it's you're super freezing your sink and then you're putting warm water in but you, my sink is porcelain which it is even worse which is even oh. worse it'll actually damage Kyle. your faster stainless would be much better than porcelain so you, you just sound like you know a little bit about everything now i don't trust you <laughs> trust me i do know I about know. i do know about freezing things damaging things <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true yeah you do know about damage so okay. anyway all right. I'll, all right i'll put it in a bowl so our exciting news we have a winner of the contest Yes, we do. Uh, and I was able to deliver the winning prize last night from my hands to her hands. Our friend of the show, oh. fantastic neighbor, Tracy. Okay. Let's, don't, well, let's leave let's, the last name off. Were there tears involved? A little bit. There was a, a couple of like woohoos and like way to go. It's a it's a it's a you. touching and special moment for everybody when it, it happened. Was. So anyway, now she a little bit said poo, and I I don't think I said poo, but it still was what it was. Yeah. Well, I saw her response. She said poo. So unbeknownst to all you guys, I took a little small piece of poo and I rubbed it on one part of the shirt. Oh dang it! Okay, I didn't do that. That would have been horrible. But that would have been horrible. Yeah, but she well, did say bing like bang me. poo. And maybe Bing, she's, bang, you know, maybe she's just listening to the podcast on a poor device, and maybe she needs. Some, maybe we should have given her a tea with Terry speaker instead of a tea with Terry shirt. But anyway, so to, to remind everybody, well, she's probably like me. She has to wash it before she wears it because you don't know ridiculous. where it's been. I I wash everything before I, do, I wear I, it. That doesn't make I don't you know any less. Tried it that on. doesn't make you less ridiculous. I've never washed anything before I wore it. Guess what? Nothing ever happened to me. Well, I don't even know what scabies is, but I just always think of it. I don't, yeah, because that's called, it's called hypochondria. And, well, uh, I just, you know, if it's going to get dirty, I'm the one to dirty it, you dirty, not dirty. someone else. Okay, but anyway, well, let's, let's <laughs> remind everybody. All right, so okay. Terry, this was the sound that we played last week that we asked people to identify. Okay, ready? I am. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, God, boom. God, I want this to be my new ringtone. Bing, bang, boom. 
<laughs> Me too. All right. So now the, uh, she got this right. It was from episode 15. Now we're going to play the full clip so everybody can see how accurate this sound effect is. Are you ready? Okay. I am ready. Okay, if you can't do it, then you need to get somebody here that can because I'm not moving until you get me on the direct flight. It's your fault that I just missed the flight. Not our fault because we were like, you know, late getting to the airport. It's your fault that we missed the flight because you've got this line wrapped around the building. We couldn't get our stuff up here. And lo and behold, this guy shows up. Bing, bang, boom. And then we were on the direct flight and everything was roses. That is, it's and it true. was funny. I listened to it. And I was thinking, yeah, you know what? The last time I was, I was at a ticket counter, that is the sound that it makes when they type it in. It's amazing. Bing, bang, <laughs> boom. Well, this guy showed up, and like the first guy was sort of just like whatever, like rolling his eyes at Keith, which only incensed him more. So when he was like, "Pal, you need to get somebody up here that can," the next guy came, and he was all business. He looked at it. Bing, bang, boom. They printed. Ticketed, tagged okay. in like I, I, I understand the story, but I'm just saying the sound effect it is just like amazing that. how you, you capture it. wasn't like, tick, 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 or he clicked his keys, or <laughs> he sat there and went, and bloop. no, it was bing, bang, boom, and that was great. I mean, those are actually, I think, Saber keys in the Saber system of how they do things. Yes. So anyway. So, well, the guy was so, very efficient. That so anybody that had listened to the show would never have thought to l- listen to that story to come up with that sound, probably. So anyway, congratulations to Tracy, and I hope she to enjoys Tracy. her shirt after she washes it four to five times to make sure all of the skeebies yes. are out. And by the way, anybody else who gets one of her shirts, it is skeebie free. I promise you. It's straight from the Skeeby. Haynes factory, came to our printer. Scabies or Whatever skeebies? you're scared of in a stupid shirt. Cooties. You said scabies for a minute. Cooties. You said skeebies earlier. <laughs> I yeah. did. Okay, cooties. Well, wait. Now, is it cooties? You're or right. no, Cooties. Are, you don't get cooties from a shirt. You get cooties oh, from right. kissing a girl in second grade. We all know that. That's where Gross. cooties come from. Cooties, I, you're immune to cooties right. after age seven and before age four. It's only a disease that cooties. affects first and second graders. I know some grown women that have well, some cooties. Well, those cooties. aren't cooties, and those, are, those are STDs, <laughs> and they should, have, they should be more careful. All right. Check. Okay. All right. The teacher doesn't okay, have any right. of that. So now, so, now we're going to um, go on to the theme of the week. Theme of the week. We were talking offline before we started about dangers of communicating uh, electronically and texting groups when you're thinking you're doing one-on-one or things like that. And um, you, you and I were discussing about my wariness of doing anything online. If just, I just assume whoever that I'm, I'm sending it is going to be able to read it, no matter if I send it to them or not, because that's kind of the way the world is. My fear of it goes way back beyond what's happening now, which, by the way, it's one of the things about, like, our kids, I keep trying to explain to them, anything you put on a text, on a, I don't care if Snapchat says they deleted it. What was that? That's Darla shaking her head. Thanks, Darla. She just busted through the door. Yeah, <laughs> just get used to it, because... I can't shut the door from here. Okay. And she can open doors, but she can't shut them. So oh, That sounds like my kids. But anyway, it, none of it's deleted. I, I think I told you before, I was looking for my old Hit the Spot website that it was a, one of my failed businesses from long ago that was a complete disaster. But Hit the Spot? That sounds... Well, it sounds like it could be a lot of things. Well, that was the whole idea. And it was actually a YouTube kind of idea back in 97, 98. But I, I didn't follow through because of some other stuff. And and so when Noel was born in 2001, I actually took the Hits the Spot website, which I wasn't using commercially, and did a you know welcome to the world Noel with some pictures and left it up for like six months. So I just sent people the website and that's how they could see the picture. Well, I took it down. 
it was archived on some archive website. And this was like, Oh, I'm sure. And I, I was I like, mean, some, why is, I mean, if that's archived and it's not disappeared, nothing is gone. Cause there's no reason to have that archive. Well, I think it was Earl K. Long, a politician from Louisiana said, don't write what you can say. Don't say what you can shake. Don't shake what you can wink. Don't wink what you could nod. So basically, don't write anything down if you're going to say something crappy, like wink at it or nod it. And like, but, he was a crooked politician oh, he, for sure, but he also got some really great things done. Um, I'll give you an example. Louisiana has the tallest state capital of any of the other 50 states. That's right. That's a fact. Google it. So he did some great things in some not so great ways. And I'm sure if he were a politician today, um, he would probably do great with the masses, just like uh, other people are doing super great right now. I, I don't know. But, I've heard so many stories about what he did, and there's no way. There's, there was no fact checking back then. And it was like he said, he just, on stump speeches, he would go, because back in Louisiana to get governor, you had to win. You know, Louisiana is an interesting state. It's actually like the Mason-Dixon line goes right through Bunky, which is in the third of the way up the state. True. Everything south. By Alexandria. Yeah, so I grew up near Alexandria, near the middle. Like, I didn't even know what Mardi Gras was growing up, up to age 10. We didn't talk about it. It wasn't celebrated. It wasn't discussed. You go 100 miles south, it's the biggest thing of the year. And we, well, they, do you know I'm 53? I've never been to Lake Charles. I've never had a reason. Oh, I've never I've never been oh, there. Oh, the regatta in Lake Charles was always fun. But anyway, but so but, it, but it's interesting. So like so when you're north, you have to talk you're in the Bible belt. When you're south, it was all Catholic. And so For sure. and so he was uh, you know, and Huey P. Long was, I believe, Baptist, but there was a famous speech that he did down it was in Catholic country and he said, Look, he goes, When I was, he goes, I didn't grow up there, but every Sunday I would get my grandmother up and we'd had to go we were in a wagon i had to go and you know before dawn and get everything ready and bring her to mass and then bring her back and then i would go to church and when she died i still think about her think about that and then um he uh, like everybody was crying in the audience and then afterwards after one of his, his friends said i didn't know your grandmother was catholic he goes i don't know who my grandmother is i've never met her uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know, he just made it up but back then you could get away with that right everybody's like oh my god what a great story and that's uh, yeah they had no way to check anything so he was slippery but he definitely is the one that said don't write anything you can say and um, don't say anything and i think it was edwards that famously said that the only way that he could lose an election was if he got caught with a a live boy or a dead girl yeah, i remember that well you know edwards not you know we moved to, to texas in 91 okay and that was the that was the year and, and it was the rise and fall of governor edwin edwards well this was well gambling but but well, but he was governor. He wasn't governor yet. I mean, he was trying to run to get reelected as governor because uh, he, he had taken some time off. But the slate was there were two people. There was Edwin Edwards, who had already admitted and, that he had done crimes as a governor when he was governor previously. And then, right. and then there was David Duke. David Duke. Who was a grand wizard in the Ku Klux Klan. And, and probably still is. And that was it. That, that was it. Yeah. That's why he said that. Like, there's no way I'm going to lose well, this election. Much like Trump said, I could kill someone on Fifth Avenue or whatever he said. So when you don't have any options, you get what you get. Well, but that, well, we had an option. 
we left the state. We went to Texas. So we didn't have to vote in that election. We left before Well, you know, he just ran again, like I want to say like seven or eight years ago. He's still in Huntsville. He ran I for he, Senate. He's in Huntsville, isn't he? No. He, get a, he got out. Because you remember what was funny is in like 1998, both of them were in jail in Texas. David Duke was for tax evasion and Edwards for corruption, whatever he did. Yeah, he got then, out of jail, got a new wife, had some more children. I think her name is Candy. Could be wrong. And um, I, as far as I know, they're still together. They did a reality show. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Please, it's tell, hilarious. Me, please tell me you didn't watch it. Yes. Oh, my God. Why, why would you support that why you're encouraging the, the degradation of all of it society. was going on with or without me i mean it was going on whether i watched it or not yeah. so why not watch it you know by the way but edwards one last little corruption story that because so they changed the drinking age in louisiana from 18 to 21 literally four days before my birthday my birthday but they did it on a slow roll. well no well this is where edward edwards this is why he gets elected so he didn't. The deal was is that they didn't change the drinking age to twenty one. Uh, they were going to get the federal. They were going to get. The, they weren't going to get the federal, the highway money. Um, but right. he didn't want to lose all the tax revenue from the college age drinkers. So what he did is he made it illegal. You had to be twenty one to drink, but he didn't make it illegal for anybody to sell to anybody uh, over the age of eighteen. So as so they started this private club and after about, you know, a month or two or three months, they finally realized, well, hey, you know, I'm not going to get arrested if I sell this this 19 year old beer. He will. And so all the bars opened and then nobody cared anymore. But I was like, how genius is that? <laughs> so, well, that's what it was. Is if you were 18 on the day that it happened, you were OK. I was four days away. Like I was it was the 15th and mine was the 19th. And I was just like, you oh, got it. Like it was the most anticlimactic 18th birthday of ever, you know, you ever. Cause you're thinking well, that was, that was supposed to go party. Southern Louisiana, but right? um, yeah, but it, it's uh, yeah. And I remember we moved to Texas and we went to a convenience store and asked, you know, where's your beer? And they looked at us like we had grown a second head. Oh my God. It was the same yeah. thing when I moved here. They were like, Oh my God. <laughs> no, they're like, you got, you got to go. There's like one store in Richardson and there was one store in Addison you right. could go to. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I just, well, what about, where's your hard liquor? And the same thing. Right. I was like, like, I'm 27 years old and I want to drink a margarita and I got to go two hours, an hour there and an hour back yeah. to make that happen. And it wasn't until the last, what, two years that we could buy alcohol alcohol in allen right and you know what the crime wave has happened here and it's sad now oh right it's, it's, it's just turned into a drunken brothel it's, town it scares and, me yeah it, but let me tell you about how this all relates to my first experience with the digital world and how it was the worst experience i could have had so 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 i'm our first job out of college i was an engineer at eds and we were uh and they were installing this new thing called a a, a computer network where all that's Ross Perot Jr. Yeah, well, it was Ross Perot at the time. Well, no, Ro Ross, oh, per oh, Ross oh. Perot had actually left. Ross had already okay. started his Ross Perot um, Pro Systems. But anyway, but they still like when I was getting there, the dress code was starting to get very liberal because it used to be you had to have a white shirt, full suit, tie, wingtip shoes, laced up. And when I started, they were getting to be kind of hippie-ish. Your shirt could be white or slightly off-white and your shoes could be slip-on wingtip style. But but like oh. if you left your cube area and you weren't wearing your jacket, the, you, you get written up by your manager. And and I used to work in both the operations and engineering, which are two different buildings that I had to go between like twice a day in the middle of Texas when it's 14 billion degrees. 
and I had to walk that, and I'm just drenched in sweat all the time. But anyway, but I digress. But so they set up this new network, and I had I was in the group. We all had Macintoshes, and and so I, I was going to send a, a message to the guy across the cube wall from me. It's Phil Zebra. I say, okay. So I said I typed his name, I checked the box for his type of computer, and then I put eat me. It said Steve. So it, on his <gasps> message, it said Steve Barnes says eat me. What I had actually done was selected Phil Zeber and every Macintosh user on the EDS campus of 6,000 people, which generally only managers had that. So on every Macintosh on the entire EDS campus, a note popped up and said, Steve Barnes says, eat me. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, and and, and right when I clicked it, I'm thinking, maybe I shouldn't have done this. And then right. a, a, about 10 seconds later, I get a call from my director. And again, I'm this 22 year old kid that desperately needed this first job out of college. And he calls and, and, you know, looking back from a, a prism of, is he laughing? No, well, this or is, is he like, like looking back from the, Mr. Barnes well, to the office. Please. Well, this, well, this is what it felt like. And, and looking back from the prism of age, I know he was kind of messing with me. But he was also wanting me to understand the seriousness. But he's like, look, I just got a message on my computer. And I was like, oh, my God. It was because, look, I understand what probably happened. But I'm telling you, if I get one sexual harassment complaint from this, you're fired. Because it's easier to, to fight a wrongful separation suit than a sexual harassment suit. And then and that, and that was it. And, the, and I was like, <laughs> just leaving and freaking out. Right. But, you know, but the only saving grace for me was back at the time for this little messaging app. It had a five second, t- a five minute timeout. So if you didn't read it within five minutes, it disappeared anyway. So, ah, so, and, so and I sent saved. this at like six thirty at night because I used to work ridiculous hours there, and so very few people saw it. So I was like, so I was just went home and prayed that nobody else did. Well, then I get a call the next morning from this woman. She goes, I, I got this message on my computer, and it was very offensive, and, and I need to talk to you about it. And I was like, okay. She left her number, and we kept exchanging voicemails during the day. And I'm freaking out, and freaking out. And um, and then and then the last message I got from her was like, look, I think tomorrow at lunch you should come over, meet with my attorney, uh, uh, Vent Surf. I forgot what his name was. I was like, it sounds familiar, but uh, okay. And then I go home, and I'm freaking out. I'm telling Lisa, I'm going to lose my job. We're not going to have any money. This is going to be horrible. My life's over. Can't sleep. Next morning, I get up and I go go make the appointment at eleven o'clock, and I walk into the conference room. And I see my buddy from USL that was that that was an intern with me and now full time there, Blaine Sabil, and a whole room of people, and they all bust out laughing. And what oh, and what had happened is, is this woman got the message and she's like, Oh my God, did I cut some guy off or was he mad at me? And Blaine having to be there goes, I know this guy. We gotta mess with him. <laughs> we gotta mess with him. <laughs> Which I was really oh, upset. But I totally had to appreciate the joke. But that was uh I was like, I was freaking out. And ever since then, I was, you know, that that little eat me phrase. Anytime I'm going to type something, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to type that in. <laughs> because Well, I just, the problem that the kids and I have, not just with each other, but like, anyway, I can have five or six is about the max texting that I can do at the same time with different people before I start getting confused. And then I'm sending like Phoebe, like, yeah, maybe at the restaurant at one tomorrow. And she's like, wait, what? I'm like, Oh crud. That was supposed to go to Lisa. So I have to be like, then I'm like, wait, let me see who I'm actually 
five is about the most I can manage. Group texting starts to get a little bit confusing if there's more than about eight. But I'm usually pretty good at remembering who's doing what. But I don't ever text anybody like so-and-so is a total weenie so that if it did go to them, like they'd be like, damn, that sucks. So it would just not make sense to them. Like if somebody gets a message and they're like, what size shoe do you wear? And they're like, why do you want to know that? I'm like, oh crud, I meant to send that to you. I get that question all the time, but I know what it means. So, Oh, well, I just have to, (laughs) yeah, about five is about the most. See, I get, I'm that guy, he was talking about, I'm that friend that texts you and then throws his phone in the lake. Like, I'm like, hey, how's it going? And then I forget I text and I move on to something else. And then they respond, great, well, how are you doing? And then I respond is, three days later. Like, Keith's new thing is that he got this new phone and he claims not to know how to use the text feature. I think it's not true. So I have just kind of quit texting with him um, because it doesn't bother me. Like, if I text somebody that I don't normally text, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And it might take me take him a little bit to text me back. Some people like Phoebe... I bet we've sent a thousand texts to each other today, like on in one Ugh. day. Oh man, we do it. Well, every this day. is the thing I have problem with. Well, first of all, this this is just like the hamster story from the previous thing. When you send me a text, now you've sent me an obligation to have to respond. But I, what if I'm doing something and I don't like like I don't look at my phone all, all the time. But I don't need you to text me right away. That's my point. Like some people, I know that it's gonna take at least until the end of business. Um, our friend corporate Jane, like I know if I text her at eleven in the morning, I'm probably not gonna get. She's not gonna get back to me until six or or, or later, and that's okay. I don't expect anything different. Well, at least she hasn't blocked you like she blocked me. That's true. But I'm, everybody blocks me though. All right. Well, I uh, think that we've kind of gone all over the map on this, and I don't know how good this episode is gonna be. I don't know. I don't know what you. What do you think? Yeah. I, if I'm in it, yeah, we're good. Oh, I forgot about the Terry factor. So, yeah, why was I even worried? <laughs> All right. Anyway, ciao. Adios, muchacho. Say la vie. What does that even mean? Does that mean goodbye? Say la vie? Or does that mean, like, I don't care about you? Say la vie, I thought it's like, you know, live your life or... How do you spell that? Say la vie. Is it is it Italian? It's French. That's life. Such is life. That's such is life. Say la vie. Dawn, that's the end.